Welcome to Imperfect Action. This is Brock Edwards and excited for today's guest because he was referred to me by Jeremy Boyum from Shadow of Wales, who, if you've been around long enough, you know, was actually one of the first guests on this show. And, uh, well, you know, tradition, always have the guests introduce themselves. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm happy to be here. My name is Stefan Aronson, and I run a project called Balanced Breakfast. And that is how I got connected to Jeremy. And um, we're in different cities. Uh, I'm in San Francisco. He's in Austin. But we're trying to bridge the gap between uh, the music industry and all the other cities. So um, friends of friends of friends become your first degree friends. Nice. So what, what's Balanced Breakfast about? Well, Balanced Breakfast started as me and another friend just getting together to talk about um, opportunities we saw in the San Francisco music scene. Um, we we kind of bounced some ideas back and forth about when we could get together, how we could get together, and turned out we had really busy schedules. So um, 8 a.m. on a Thursday was the only time that both of us were available. And so we met, had breakfast, and he was pitching all these ideas of like, Oh, we should start a record label. We should start a um, management company. We could start all these like traditional brick and mortar type companies. And I, I was feeling a little bit pessimistic that day, I think. And so I said, Hey, how about we just, how about we just meet again for breakfast? And this time we invite our friends to come along. And he was down for that idea. And, and out of that spurred this kind of movement of balanced breakfast of multiple cities getting together and having breakfast. And it became our thing. So instead of, doing a traditional management or or record label we we just have breakfast together so that's pretty cool so i mean like not the direction you know at least your friend was thinking you were going with this and yet still connected to the music industry and supporting the music industry and you know when when i look at your website it looks like you guys are doing events in like two dozen different cities uh maybe more and so what what is the What's the benefit to the musicians or the people who show up for Balanced Breakfast? What do they get out of it? Yeah, so we're in um, 30 cities, and some of those cities are more active than others. The idea is that we only go to cities where it organically happens, where someone reaches out and says, hey, I like what you're doing in San Francisco or whatever city they find it in. We would like to have that in our city. And I'm like, that's not a problem. Let's talk about – like." Uh, let's talk about it. Let's let's see if you're the leader, if you know a leader, and and then we try to launch it there. And some cities take off and and have meetings every week, and other cities once a month, and other cities spike, and then they just kind of go quiet for a little while, and I'm and we just wait for the next spike. Um, but we're we're trying to support the scene by by um, filling a gap that isn't filled by the music scene. That that. Um, it's like, I guess the best way to say it is that if, if you focus specifically on musicians, which we don't, we focus on the whole scene. So we don't, we don't clarify that it's for musicians, it's for music industry professionals. But if you were to focus on just musicians, um, there's this, there's this thought that you're in a band, thus you're super popular, thus all these people want to hang out with you. But in fact, what it is, is you're at home writing music, then you hit the stage you're you're three to four feet off the ground from all of your fans, and then after afterwards you like go to the green room, and then you go home, and you're alone again. And we're trying to like fix that so that between shows you, you have people that you can hang out with, that you can drink coffee with, that support you in your normal day to day life, like like complaining about the price of rent or um, or your relationship with your girlfriend, or like all the things that like you need an actual support system for. 
You, you know, that's funny. I was talking to uh, another guest, and I, I don't actually think we recorded it. We were just chatting beforehand, and but really talking about. So he was in Denver, and I, I used to live there, and so you know, it's kind of like, well, hey, you know, do you know so and so? And his response was kind of like, you know, I'm either in my home office or I'm in the airport going somewhere to visit a client. So unless they're standing in my living room, no, I probably don't know them. Yeah. Um, you, you know, what you're describing there sounds just like it. You know, you, you're in your house, you're in your studio, you're on stage and that's it. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and I've never really thought about that before, kind of that disconnect from from the fans or the audience because... I guess I'm always really impressed by the people who who do a good job connecting with their fans. And, yeah. you know, in, in fact, Jeremy, you know, that's kind of how I met him. He, he really impressed me with, with his efforts to outreach. But, you know, there are other musicians, and I appreciate this in other industries as well, businesses that just super strive to connect. In fact, um, Austin Holsey, he's the CEO of uh, NutraFit, you know, they make protein supplements and he, he sponsored this show. But, you know, anytime I order something from him, even before he sponsored the show, he like writes notes on the box or the receipt, you know, and just yeah. like words of encouragement to, to his customers. And so I always appreciate that in musicians. So I, I guess kind of where I'm going with all this is I've never thought about musicians being isolated, but but I totally get from what you're saying. So well, I didn't either. I didn't either originally. Yeah. So, um, what do musicians worry about when they're not on stage or not in the studio? And maybe it is just the mundane stuff like, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, laundry, mow the lawn, whatever. Yeah. Well, I think here's, here's some things I discovered that I didn't know because like I came into this as someone who realized that they didn't have the skill to be a rock star. So I was like, like you're that kid going, Oh, when I grow up, I want to be a rock star. And then as you become an adult, you go, so tried to play the drums, didn't work. Tried to play the piano, didn't work. Tried to play a clarinet, didn't work. Tried voice lessons, didn't work. Shoot. Okay. Well, let's go to shows and, and then organically discovered, okay, well there's, there's something to be said for being a really supportive fan. And then, then breakfast starts and I go, Oh, I can make being a fan actually more supportive than just going to shows and kind of like cover the whole spectrum of the scene of, of, of how do you, how do you support someone when they just need to sit down and talk about their lives? Um, so I think that's where breakfast kind of jumps in. And when you say like, what do, what do musicians need help with? I, I was shocked to find out the majority of the musicians I know are actually quite introverted in my head, you hit the stage, you grab a microphone, you're the most extroverted extroverted person I know. That's not the case usually, actually. It's a it's a second persona when you hit the stage. Um, so getting them to come to breakfast is a feat in itself. Uh, getting them to open up is even a little bit harder. But once they once they do, then you start finding out, oh hey, I I just I just needed to talk about the recording process. I needed to talk about uh, like how, how hard it is to, to be a full-time musician. Um, just kind of someone that like gets, so it's like, it's one thing to be standing at your merch booth and, and talking to a fan about like how awesome that show was. But then the next day you want to be sitting with another musician talking about like, man, like my next show's not for another month. What am I going to be doing for the, the next four weeks? And Hey, do you want to get together and write some songs? And like, how do you want to bond? Mm. So, yeah, that, that, I you know, sorry, I get lost in thought because that's just fascinating <laughs> yeah. to me. You, you know, it's kind of you know yeah. just 
the mundane life. Yes. You know, no, no matter what a rock star you are, you know, you still got to do the laundry, mow the lawn, wash the dishes. And you still have yeah. those basic human needs of, yeah, no, I really just want to talk about this stuff. And, and I've always thought about that, you know, like it, it, you go to shows and it's, I mean, obviously they don't have time to hang out with every, anyone. Everyone's just really excited to, to see them. And, but you're right. The, the conversation is really on like, Hey, that was an awesome show. You've made a difference in my life. That kind of thing. Not just yeah. more normal conversation. Um, so I, I don't know how much you, you get into the, the music business itself. I mean, so, so it sounds like you've got people from all over coming in. And one of the things I'm a little fascinated about right now and ha- had a musician on the show a little while ago. And one of the things he was talking about was what a weird business the music business is because of how you make money in it. And he, he kind of gave two examples. One was that, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you had to be famous to make money. Like you, you couldn't really just be a local band and, and make big money. But today with the internet, you know, you could have like 10,000 fans. And if they all bought a $10, you know, CD from you or download from you, you know, that's a hundred grand a year. And, you know, you can make a pretty decent living doing that, but, but it's not, you know, superstar famous and, and you won't be buying a mansion with it. And, and he also mentioned that, you know, you don't really make money as a musician off the, off the music. The music is more of kind of an excuse to sell merchandise and that's where you make money. Um, which always takes me a little while to get my head around. I mean, has that been your experience or from what you've seen of others? How, how do those new struggling musicians, how do they make money? Mm, that's a, okay. So, okay. So here, here's, here's the thought or, or thought or problem with this. Okay. So, uh, whoever you're talking to is right that uh, the music that's created is generally a vehicle for something else. Um, mm-hmm. It would be it'd be really awesome if you could make good music and thus make money. However, it, it usually comes in sideways. So it's like you write a good song so that you can go on tour. And then that tour, hopefully you sell merch or do shows that like sell well. And then you make money from those shows. Um, and then you go home, you write more music. But again, you're writing more music so that you can go back on tour, sell merch, um, hopefully do uh, bigger shows and just kind of continually do it bigger and bigger, but you're writing the music in order to go on tour. I feel like, um, so that's one way, but, but what's, what's, I guess if you, if you wanted a, like a realistic twist or like you wanted to throw in some real world knowledge, it, it's like, you wish that your band was the reason that you were a successful full-time musician. However, the people I know who are successful full-time musicians are in a band, but they really make their money teaching music to other people. So it's like, okay, from, from 9am to 5pm, I'm, I'm teaching lessons for kids. And then 5pm on is my own time to write my own music and maybe like have practice with my band. But what actually like what, where the real money comes from is lessons, um, which, which isn't very rock star, but it's, it's real. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, and I think that's, I think that's true of all dream jobs. Uh, my, my wife always jokes about it. You know, that's kind of the, living the dream, you know, kind of living the dream syndrome that no matter how cool your job is, 
there are those down moments. <laughs> you know, there's the parts that no one ever sees about it. That no, it's it's like work. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. yeah. There's some super upsides, and no one's gonna say, "Oh man, I really wish I wasn't a rock star." But you know, there there is a lot that goes with it, and, and so that's interesting. Just the idea that know what you have to do is is you know go go teach music or, or do something else in the music industry yeah. to to basically i guess fund you know keep you fed while yeah. while you're doing these other things um so how big does balance breakfast get like so you mentioned 30 cities yeah um, Over, overseas guess- um Global? Yeah, we, we so yeah we we have uh, meetings in Bogota, Colombia, uh, in Toronto, and in um, uh, London, and uh, they're they're smaller meetings. They they're not as frequent, but they they happen. Uh, so we're international. Uh, I feel like it's it's um, it's a baby project that's getting bigger. It's uh, it's sort of something that in my head is taking off faster than I expected it to, but in other ways is still quite small. So it's it's kind of a, a weird a weird mix of like this is bigger than it was ever supposed to be, but smaller than it could be. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess is the best way to say it. And and I mean the the sizes vary. Um, if you break down individual meetings, the 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 idea is that like fifteen. 15 people, maybe 20 people come together and talk about what they're working on, bond together, kind of uh, talk about what's to come, what's been in the past. We always try to take a positive approach because we don't want to talk about like how good the music scene was 20 years ago because that doesn't help us. So we always talk about like what what we can um, do in a positive way today and in the future. So so that's kind of interesting there. I mean, it sounds like there's more of a sense of collaboration than competition. And yet I, maybe I'm just a competitive person. I, I would imagine that they're, you know, it's a competitive industry. Yeah. The, the, well, I guess I get, so the, I think, I think, I think the music industry is competitive, but um, when you come to a breakfast meeting, we don't look at it like that. Mm. The, the idea is like knowledge is, knowledge should just be shared it's like there are no there are no tricks and wingdings and gadgets that like that like can't be discovered why not just tell someone so they don't have to like dig so hard for 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 simple advice nice i don't know yeah yeah um well and and you know you, you do see that spirit sometimes just you know there are musicians who are always showing up in other collaborations, you know, no, no matter what they've got going on there, here, there and everywhere. And, um, and I love it when people are able to take that approach where it's kind of the, the rising tide, you know, we, if I get better, you get better, the scene gets stronger, more people are interested, we all do better. And, and that's a pretty cool approach. And, you, you know, so I, I'd actually asked Jeremy, you know, what, hey, what, what kind of questions would, would you have? You know, if, if, if you yeah. were behind the mic here. And so he gave me a couple and I was going to going to ask them of you. He said, OK, did you ever imagine Balanced Breakfast would have such the large impact that it has on musicians across the entire United States? <laughs> no, I thought I was getting coffee with a friend. I um No, it was OK. So if uh, to, I guess to answer that more in a long way, I um 
I legit, I legit thought I was having coffee with a friend. Um, and then I second to that, I thought five friends were going to come together and we could just kind of, kind of, uh, be a feel a feel good group for like six to 10 people and be, and be like, how was your week? Let's catch up. Like, tell me about your life. And just, just 10 people would benefit from it. Um, and then the, the, as it grew and here's, here's, here's a wild thing. Okay. The, 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 the first time that I realized like, uh, this is something was when I, when I name dropped my own project and someone was like, Oh, I've been meaning to go to that. And I'm like, Oh, snap. Like this, this, this is, this is getting big when I can just say the name of it. And people are like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Oh yeah. I want to go to that. Oh yeah. Like my friend goes to that. Oh yeah. My friend told me about that. And I'm like, dang, like word of mouth. People are like on it. So that was huge. That was huge. Cause I'm so used to doing projects where I like, I tell people the name of it and they go, Oh, what's that? And I go, oh, yeah, so it's this thing I'm doing where I'm writing these books. And no, this time I tell people Balanced Breakfast and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 that's that meetup that gets together. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that was weird. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, that's really cool. So what what kind of future things are are planned that, you know, not just expansion into additional cities with that organic growth, but, um, you know, how, how do you have any future plans around, like, how do you have even more impact on musicians or, or those folks who show up for the meetings? Yeah, I guess I use San Francisco as a testing ground for things that I would like to do in other cities. Um, so the, the idea is, is that we, we, we first got together uh, to have coffee, eat a meal together, bond over like sitting at a table and being in person. And, the idea, the idea eventually morphed itself into, hey, having breakfast with these people will get, will get me more connected. So like, new people to the city would come and be like, I don't know anybody. I don't know how to start. I don't even know where to begin. They'd come to breakfast. They'd meet all these people. They'd start doing shows. They'd get really busy. And what we accidentally did was created a graduation program. So people would come into breakfast and they'd stay for about a year, year and a half. And then you'd slowly stop seeing them as much. And that I was like concerned about it at first. I was like, oh, no, we're not relevant anymore. But what I discovered was that uh, we we created this accidental graduation program where you come to breakfast, you get connected, you suddenly go on tour. And, and now you're like being successful and thus it's harder to come to breakfast. So now I try to celebrate that and say, OK, Sure, it's harder to come to breakfast, but now we throw a uh, summit once a year. So, so if you're if you're successful, you're touring around, you're really busy, you're going to make time for this summit because it's like the next level. Um, and then we started a, a festival this last year. So, twenty nineteen will be our second year, and that was to say, okay, well, you've come to breakfast, you learned all these tricks about how to better market, how to better promote, how to connect with other musicians. Well, let's give you a stage to actually do it on. Um, so I'm, I'm testing these out in San Francisco to see if I could take them to other cities to say, how do you do a multi-venue uh, festival? How do you do a um, an all-day-long uh, summit? And, and I'm perfecting it here so that I could take it to other cities. So that's pretty amazing. You know, went from a cup of coffee with a friend to you're throwing music festivals. Um, yeah. You, you <laughs> the last one was... Yeah, last one was seven seven venues uh, over the course of three days. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
So what has throwing festivals taught you that you didn't expect? It's hard to be seven places at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I imagine so. Um, all right. So, so that's huge. I, I, I wasn't expecting that, you know, you had taken it that far um, in yeah. what sounds like a fairly short amount of time. Um, yeah. Now, it's like oh, go ahead. it's like short and long. It, we, we, our first cup of coffee was in, in November of 2013. So so that's a little bit of time ago, but we spent a lot of time just having coffee until 2017 when I realized th- this is this is bigger than San Francisco and thus requires me to create an LLC to start like I, I guess for for lack of a better description to start protecting myself because uh, we talk about that is at what point does what you're working on need to be an LLC? Uh, how do you do your taxes? How do you do all that kind of like uh, stuff that helps helps uh run your project like a business and so in 2017 that's when that's when i realized i had to form an llc 2018 is the first festival and summit and 2019 feels like okay well this is this is real now you know those are huge steps and yeah i mean you mentioned kind of the unsexy side of music or, or any dream dream job is like knowing what an LLC is and how to create one. And Oh yeah. My, my lawyer, my lawyer, Mark though would say it's very sexy. <laughs> the sexy side of the music industry. Shout out to Mark. Um, yeah. It's certainly to his advantage to, to feel that way. Um, yeah. I think my, to do more shout outs, my, my, my accountant, Allison might also say the taxes are also the sexy side of, uh, of the music industry, but, um, they, they stress me out. That's why I hired them. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, any kind of bootstrapping entrepreneur or person doing a side hustle, you know, I think that's what they run into. You know, they start doing this one thing like, Hey, I want to do music, but, Oh, I've got to understand some basic accounting. I've got to understand, you know, some basic business law. I've got to. I understand what kind of business structure will best protect me, you know, and, and all that stuff that is not why they got into the business that they're in. No, like, like my, my, my equivalent to, to a musician is I thought I was having a cup of coffee. Now I have a lawyer and an accountant, like vice versa. Maybe you thought you were writing some lyrics down on a piece of paper and now you've got to like to file taxes for doing right. that. So, um, you know, you mentioned it, and I wanted to go back to it, just the idea that a lot of musicians are introverted. And, and I find that kind of fascinating. I've noticed, uh, I, I know a lot of speakers, you know, do keynote presentations and all of that. And the, I would say at least three quarters, if not more, are very introverted people. You know, they're amazing on stage, but, you know, off stage, they're not who you would expect them to be. And, and so you've created the, this networking thing. And you mentioned it's kind of even a challenge for, for them to get there. So what kind of advice would you have for musicians or music industry or anyone who wanted to get better at networking? Because no one wants to do networking, but I think everyone wants the benefits of, you know, knowing more people and being better connected. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a good question. I guess I can only steal other people's tricks and say try it. Uh the the I know I have a few friends who um, who intentionally wear like um, sunglasses on stage, and you think, oh, that's so cliche, that's such a rock star thing, like oh, whatever. But it's like 
it's their comfort blanket. So they put on the sunglasses and then until they warm up, then they can take them off. But they're like, they're hiding behind those glasses, even if they look cool. Or it's, it's your favorite jacket, your rock and roll jacket. So you go on stage with your jacket and you feel all hugged and comfortable and safe. And it's like, this is good. I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable, but I feel like it's, it's basically taking with you your comfort blanket, be it a jacket, be it sunglasses, be it a hat, be it, um, you grow a beard. I don't know. It's your persona that like makes it okay to be extroverted. Um, and then take that into the audience with you too. It's like, it's all right to like, uh, take something that makes you comfortable to make you do something that's uncomfortable. Hmm. Uh, Cause that's the best way I can think of to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just a little bit mind blowing, you know, and you know, like I say, I know a lot of introverted people. I'm pretty introverted myself and just, but you know, these are people up on stage, they're performing and you know, the idea that, Oh yeah, I'll I'll go meet the fans, but you know, gotta have my, gotta have the right jacket on or, or, you know, what, whatever. Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you break your introverted habits? Uh, You know, I, not really into small talk, but do love just to get out and meet interesting people. And but do you like do you do you bring something with you that helps to break the ice? Is it a business card? Is it a hat? A jacket? A glasses? Uh, you, you know, alcohol. <laughs> you, you know, um, it's it's really good question. Um, I find. You weren't ready to be I wasn't, and me. that's awesome. I love it. Um, you know, actually, for, for me, where I find it best is there's usually some common connection that I already kind of know about. And yeah. that makes it that makes it a little bit easier. Um, I tend to, like, if you put me in a room full of people I don't know, I, yeah, I don't like that. Um, I, I don't do that quite so well. But often I already know people at the event or whatever it is because I know them on, from the internet. Um, you know, we, we've connected over social media or something, and then I'm like seeking those people out. And you know, my, so your comfort blanket is, is your comfort blanket is being a, a research junkie. Yeah, it could be, could be absolutely. In fact, you know, I have friends that, that kid me about you know, like my conference persona, like go to a conference and you know, suddenly I'm Mister Social because I know everyone there, and you know. Yeah. Um, as funny, I had a couple of musicians on here that, that do nerdcore, um, JT music. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, but you know, I met them through my son, you know, he's really into video games and nerdcore and we'd gone to a conference and he got to meet them and I got to chatting with them a little bit. And, you know, that, I guess that's just that little bit of comfort where it's like, Hey, you guys probably don't normally just go on a podcast and not talk about, you know, video games. Why, why don't we do that? <laughs> and, you know, um, I, I, I kind of get the impression, at least from the, the musicians I've spoken with that, you know, that it's nice to talk about the things that they don't normally talk about. And I think that's kind of what we're saying here that, you know, when you start talking about, well, tell me about the business side of music. Well, that's like, Oh, well, no one ever asked me about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I kind of got away from your original question there. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I think it is just uh, some level of comfort with the folks that I'm meeting, or I know that it's going to be an interesting conversation, you know, like that there's something to connect with there. But um, it is a tough one. I mean, it, it is, I, and it's taken many years to get even to, you know, kind of where I'm at there of, feeling more comfortable or at least having a pattern, but not realizing I had a pattern until you asked me about it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah nice. 
so off, off of that my so my weird thing is that i'm i, I consider myself quite extroverted mm-hmm. um but but i don't have the best memory um so i just approach things the same way that my grandpa did with when he had uh, alzheimer's is that i just assume that i know everybody and that they might know me so if they're coming right at me i go for a hug and i'm like oh we're gonna hug this out and then i'll find out later who you are <laughs> um so it's, uh i'm 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 quick to hug everybody and I go, we'll find out later if I actually know you or if I scared you to death because I just gave you a hug and you weren't actually coming for a hug. But that's awesome because then you still have something to talk about with them. I mean, there's like a natural in right there. (laughs) Yeah. He my basically my grandpa just assumed that he knew everybody. Um, so he just approached everybody with a smile and was ready to give hugs and just like loved everybody. And then um, he, he, he wasn't concerned if he didn't actually know them because all he did was give them a hug and say that it was good to see them. So uh, no, no harm, no foul. And so I kind of, I kind of approach it that way as I go, it's possible that people know who I am through the internet. And if they're coming straight at me, I'm going to be, I'm going to go for a hug and, and then just say, what do you want to talk about? How are you? That is, that is really cool. Cause uh, I, you know, I find myself tripped up on that a bit where, you know, I know enough people, but I haven't seen them for a year or two. Or, you know, or yeah. we're in a different context. It's like, where do I know you from? Um, don't don't quite remember. Um, so I love just the kind of, yes, big hug. Here you go. You must know me. Like you're walking towards me. Um, I figure I figure it'll come out in conversation after the hug. If they were like, if they'll either be like, yeah, 90% of the time I give a hug and then clarification comes a few seconds later as to like, like, like why they were walking right at me and I'll be like, boom, I know exactly why I gave you a hug. The times I don't, I just say you needed that hug. Uh, I imagine you have a lot of good stories behind, um, behind that. I, cause I, you know, I can visualize that going wrong as well. So I, um, um, I guess it helps. I guess it helps that I'm not creepy. So it, it hasn't gone wrong yet. Very good. Very good. Well, you know, I think you've got this really cool thing going on. Um, you know, it would have never occurred to me. And and yet I love the idea that it's in the industry you want to be in, even if it's kind of to the side. You know, I always think of like in the, you know, the California gold rush days, you know, back in the 1800s, the people who got rich were not the miners. It was the people selling them the shovels. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's like the the unglamorous part of the industry that's just kind of a little bit to the side. And but it served this need. And and it was a need that like every miner going out there, everyone needed a shovel, you know, everyone needed blue jeans or whatever. And so I think that balanced breakfast is such a cool idea that, you know, musicians need support. You know, they need, they need friends. They need someone to connect with. Um, they, they need that network and, you know, everyone can, can benefit from that. Um, so just a couple quick questions to wrap up here. And I mentioned that, you know, Jeremy had given me a few to ask you. So, so one of them that he, the last one I'll ask from him was, you know, how long until shadow of Wales achieves world domination, you know, just from your point of view. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Um, well, I'm still trying to figure out what our shovels are, like what balanced breakfast shovels are, because that 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 would help the breakfast uh, get world domination. Um, my other question is how to make my hair look as good as their their hair does, because that band, like, man, they dial in their hair and they all look like super rock stars. So, I okay, how about I answer this answer this without answering this? I think they're on on a good track for taking over the world. 
And so um, even though I more or less buzz my hair off because um, I can't do cool things with it anymore, uh, I still am watching them to figure out how to do world domination. So I think it has something to do with pink hair or like nice swoops or um, just kind of like hair in your face, rock and roll looks. It might have something to do with a red guitar too. I'm not sure. Yeah. All those things I think will help. Excellent answer. Yeah. Excellent answer. Well, um, you, you know, hey, where can people find you? So if they think this this sounds like a cool thing and they'd love to attend a meeting or just reach out to you and get a hug and then you'll figure out how they know you, um, how, how can they find you? Uh, I'm usually drinking coffee on the corner of 20th and Mission in San Francisco. Um, if you mean less literally and less creepy, um uh, you could you could you could look up Stefan Aronson on the on Google. I do that all the time, and or look up uh, Balanced Breakfast on Facebook. All right, cool. And last question for you, and a question I always ask on my guests is how how can listeners help you? What would your ask uh, of this audience be? Uh, <laughs> for some reason, like a Monty Python answer came to my head, and I was like, green, no blue. Ah, um, can you answer, can you answer the question again? Cause that's all it went to my <laughs> yeah, head. Um, what ask would you have a listeners? How could they help you out? Um, I guess I'm trying to figure out social media algorithms. So like all of our stuff on Facebook and Instagram, um, I don't know, uh, start a conversation with us on our Facebook page, uh, Try to get connected in your city. Awesome. Well, this has been tremendous fun. Thank you so much. All right. So you just finished up listening to Stefan Aronson talk about Balanced Breakfast and all that he's doing there and how that grew out of uh, two friends getting together for a cup of coffee and has now expanded into 30 cities of trying to help out not just musicians, but anyone in the music industry who wants uh, better connections and, and to learn from each other and, and even have that outlet of just having people to talk to who can relate to them. And, you know, as you heard throughout the interview, the, the person that connected uh, me and Stefan was Jeremy Boyum, bass player of Shadow of Wales, as well as one of the early guests on this show. And his band also provides the, the music that you hear when it start, opens and, and closes down. So anyway, I've got Jeremy on the line because Stefan talked about Balanced Breakfast from kind of his perspective of what it does. But I wanted to turn that around and get kind of the musician's perspective from what it does. So Jeremy, just jump right in here. What gets you excited about Balanced Breakfast? Why Why was it that you connected me and Stefan? Well, uh, other than the fact that Stefan is just an incredibly swell person and very, very easy to talk to, um, just Balanced Breakfast has had a huge impact on Shadow of Wales. Um, we started, well, I started going to Balanced Breakfast is probably like a year and a half, almost two years ago is when I think the Austin chapter, uh, got set up and I didn't, I went to like the first one or the second meeting that they ever had. And then I didn't go for like a year, <laughs> um, because I was trying to figure myself out. Um, but what I realized after going to Balanced Breakfast was that, I absolutely needed it. Um, now, like flash forward to today, now it feels like when I'm not going to balance breakfast, I, I start to get really uh, scatterbrained 
if that makes sense. You know, I spend most of my day in a at a desk uh, or you know day job where uh, most people aren't really as into music as I am, uh, or trying to work uh, an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial lifestyle. And when I go to balance breakfast, there's all of these people that are working so hard and trying to figure it out and uh all of the musicians in austin you know are just just like me and so for me it's like a little extra like family home and so when i'm not going to balance breakfast i start to feel really scatterbrained and i start to really really miss it um and we only meet you know a couple times a month um but it's really important that I go. And every time I go, I hear somebody's perspective on Spotify or Facebook or uh, self-care. And I feel like I've just through the last year that I've been going more consistently picked up on so many things. Uh, The largest impact, and I guess you could just say that this is an impact of networking, but uh, an impact that would not have happened if we didn't have balanced breakfast is um, we just played our first show in San Francisco. And the reason that we just played our first show in San Francisco is wholeheartedly because of Balanced Breakfast. Um, Last year, we went to the Balanced Breakfast Summit in February, and we met a lot uh, of people, or uh, I guess, well, technically I was the only one that went last year out of the band, and I got to meet a lot of really great musicians. And I got invited to a show and I met a lot of great musicians at that show after Balance Breakfast, after they had all of their panels and I got to meet everybody there. Um, and I stayed friends with the majority of the people that I met over there throughout this last year. We've been catching up and we've been saying, you know, if you guys ever make it to Austin, you know, let us know. We'll play a show with you. Um, and, you know, the verse FISA was if we ever go up to San Francisco. And so when Balanced Breakfast Summit came up again this year, I let them know, hey, everybody, the whole band is going this year. And so we set up a show. And not only did the bands down there set up the show for us, but they let us fly there instead of driving there. So we didn't, we couldn't bring any of our instruments. They provided all of the instruments for us. And there wasn't enough instruments throughout the bands uh, playing that night to cover our instruments, if that makes sense. So I got to, I reached out to the Facebook group in San Francisco specifically for Balanced Breakfast and said, hey guys, we're coming up to San Francisco. We're flying there. We don't have any instruments with us. This is what we need. And two, two people who I did not meet last year and do not know us, um, let us borrow their bass and uh, and a guitar and a keyboard stand. Um, and so we were able to go there without any instruments, which is a lot less cost on us flying them over there. And we didn't have to rent any instruments. And they set up the show for us and they packed out the house. It was awesome. It was absolutely amazing. That was a massive uh, I guess what you could say, <laughs> return on uh, on just going to Balanced Breakfast and meeting awesome people. And it didn't like I didn't go to Balanced Breakfast expecting a show to come out of it. That's just what ended up happening because I met really cool people and we became friends. Um, and because of the power of what Stefan's created, it's it's been monumental. It's been a game changer for us. 
Yeah, you know, that's kind of my experience of networking. And I, you know, everyone, I hesitate to use the term networking. But, you know, going into it, not with any particular outcome in mind, I think of it as just like, I want to know more interesting people. I want to know more people who fascinate me and are up to cool things. And great stuff always come out of that. But I've never been able to approach it like I need to get X out of, you know, Y people. And I've been to networking events where that's where it felt like it was. I mean, not, not ones for music, but just, you know, every industry has its own professional association, its own networking events and all that. Right. And, you know, it always felt like you end up in a, in a room of people trying to sell each other the, the exact same thing. And you know, that just doesn't work. Or you, you end up with everyone in the room trying to prove why, you know, they're kind of the alpha person in the room and, you know, everyone needs to bow down to them and it becomes an ego thing. Yeah, And in talking to you, in talking to Stefan, that's not the sense I get at all that, you know, no. despite, you know, from the outside, I think of the music industry as being kind of cutthroat, right. but it sounds like, you know, the people who are showing up anyway, it's, you know, kind of, kind of one big family rising tides. Let's all work together. No, it, yeah, exactly. It's, it was, it's really been such a, a warm and welcoming family um, to be a part of. And I've been to um, a lot of different conferences and networking events over the last year that have been trying to go to more of those. And Balanced Breakfast is definitely by far my favorite. I've been to those conferences that you're talking about where it's just a, a lot of musicians there just trying to um, make it themselves, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, and they're looking just for like kind of the what can you do for me kind of thing. Um, and it's been really refreshing to be a part of a group that we're just trying to all help each other and, um, and just be there for each other. Just honestly, just being there and hearing everybody's story, even if you have nothing to contribute that day, like if you're just listening to everybody else, uh, it, it sounds, it's it sounds crazy, but it's, it's so amazing. Yeah. You know, one of the things that just fascinated me about our, our conversation is like, why couldn't you do this in a field? Why, why couldn't you just, <laughs> you know, replicate this in, in whatever your business is and whatever your interest is? It, it seems like such a helpful, such a cool thing. And, you know, you, you had asked the question and um, I, I, I did ask him, you know, how long would it take for Shadow of Wales to achieve world domination? <laughs> and, and he did have an answer. And uh, I'll let you listen to that when it comes out. But anyway, oh, man. <laughs> um, how how long do you think it'll take him to achieve world domination? So, you know, he's in 30 cities, um, I think up in Canada and the UK a little bit, uh, maybe some other places. Um, how, how big, do, from your perspective, as someone who would, participates and attends and gets something great out of it, how big does this get? Where Where is his next steps? Well, um, I'd, honestly, I'd say he's already achieved it. I mean, with, with the trajectory that Balanced Breakfast seems to be going, um, it just, I have a hard time not imagining, uh, balanced breakfast, just taking over the entire globe, uh, from for musicians. The difficult part that I think I've seen for balanced breakfast, um, is that when you're a musician and you're kind of, you know, an awkward, uh, introverted person, you know, you hear about balanced breakfast and you're not really sure what to make of it. Um, and so you kind of, you know, might not go cause you just, 
don't you it's it's awkward meeting new people i i definitely felt that way for a long time my like my grandparents used to drag me to uh chamber of commerce events and i just absolutely <laughs> absolutely hated it um because you're just well there's nothing awkward. no child wants to do more than go to <laughs> right. chamber events <laughs> right um and it's just awkward trying to meet new people and um and you don't really realize that those people are going to be your new family. And um, so that's, that's the big hurdle I think for most musicians um, going to balance breakfast. But I think once you're there and you're a part of it and you realize how much clearer you think the following week, um, it's just impossible to not see the value that you get out of it. Um, So that's, I'd say that's probably the only reason that he hasn't yet achieved it, but so many musicians, I think, are are turning themselves onto that, and that word of mouth is is just getting bigger, bigger and bigger every year. So, you know, both of you mentioned that there are a lot of introverts in the music business, which I, I didn't realize, but uh, I know a lot of speakers, and most of them are introverted, right. and so I guess it kind of makes sense. So for, from your experience, you know, what is the benefit for an introvert to go, you know, stand around with people you don't know and, you know, kind of do the junior high dancing, you know, stand against the wall and look awkwardly at each, at each other, you know, um, what, what do you get out of that? Or uh, let me turn that around. Cause you've already shared what you got out of it. Hmm. How do you get over that hurdle? Um, like what, what's the best way to network or, and again, I hate that word, but you know, to really get the most out of an event like balance breakfast. Right. Well, the the only way to get anything out of balanced breakfast is just going like even if you don't introduce yourself to anybody and you just listen to like the other people like if you're if you're that introverted that like you can't approach people but you can like sit in the general vicinity and just like stalk their conversation you're still going to get so much out of it um what I, a way that I heard it talked about, I I guess you could call it like a mastermind in the, in the business world. It might be called a mastermind, um, right? Like a networking group, but, um, the, the benefits of that are that you're in a lot of masterminds in the business world, you have to pay for to get into, uh, balanced breakfast is free. Um, what they say is you're paying for perspective and perspective is everything. Um, if your perspective on Facebook, for instance, and that's a huge one for musicians, um, if your perspective on Facebook is just that the algorithm sucks and it's against you and Facebook is against pages and against musicians and they're just trying to limit you so that you can't reach your fans, that's a, like, that's a pretty broad majority of people's perspectives. But if you go to Balanced Breakfast and you hear somebody's perspective differently and positively on Facebook and how they're utilizing Facebook and how it's working really well for them, then it really makes you go, oh, it's not like that for everybody. And it really challenges you to think differently about things that you're currently struggling with. Um, and that's really how it works for for me in Balanced Breakfast. I've got something even if it's not even something that I'm consciously aware that I'm struggling with, like my sleep schedule, for instance, is uh, something that I now currently consciously struggle with, but only because I realized that I was not consciously struggling with it before I went to balance breakfast and realized how important it was. Um, that, that kind of stuff just really gets you. 
and it, it completely changes the way that you approach your business. And so if you're an introvert and you're having trouble, for instance, gaining fans or Facebook is you know really getting at you with the algorithm or you don't understand how to make it onto Spotify playlists and you go there and someone's talking about one of those things and challenges your perspective, it challenges you to be a better version of yourself. Um, and when you're engaging in those conversations, it really makes you want to try those things. And and everybody there at Balanced Breakfast is so willing to talk about their perspectives and just help one another that it just feels it feels like going to the gym with a friend. You know, like you just you got that person that's saying, you know, one more rep. You know, it, it's it's a it makes a huge difference. Going to the gym yourself sucks, so. You got to go with somebody. That's pretty awesome. I, I love that description. Well, it is like, the, I mean, of course, when people listen to this, it won't be, but we're recording this, you know, Valentine's evening <laughs> and you've got like band practice to get to and, you know, a, a wife to, you know, celebrate Valentine's with and, and all of that. So you've got like a life and, you know, and that's always the thing about musicians, like you're packing like three lifetimes into into one here. And so I'm going to let you go and, and get on with the evening. But I really, really appreciate you being on, Jeremy, and, you know, sharing your perspective. And I think it's a cool contrast between what what Stefan is offer, offering and then how you are taking it and perceiving it, you know, as someone in the music industry. And um, so anyway, really, really appreciate you being on here. Uh, I appreciate you having me. I'm I'm honestly honored to to talk up Balanced Breakfast. I'd talk it up to anybody that I talk to in the music industry and and otherwise. So uh, I'm happy that I'm getting to do it on a, a more public platform. Nice. 